All right, everybody. It's episode 11 of Stick and Ring Podcast. This is new. Staring dead in your eyes right now, ready to fucking fight you because you're watching us on the podcast this time. The boys are new to this. We're not back. We've never been here before. What is video? How do I record not naked with my hands down my pants the whole time? No one knows anymore. This is a, this is a new normal for us. But... We're accepting of the challenge. We're back. We're we're ready for you guys. We're here for you guys. It's seven o'clock at night. Obviously, we're not recording at one a.m. There's no way that happens. <laughs> it's officially the day when the the NHL kicks off. So hockey is back officially today. After I go to bed, kind of hammered and wake up, kind of hungover. Canucks will be playing a game. <laughs> but either way, I'm I'm pleased to bring to you two of the most lovely men in the world. Josh and Raph, how are you guys doing? You're looking great. Oh, harder, baby. Dude, I haven't seen your sweet little face in a while, man. But can I just point out, though, that this is how we normally look when we record. Like, we all look like we work at a fucking drive-thru. I work at <laughs> I work at A&W. Raph is easily a McDonald's guy. Hell yeah. And, and, Ra- and Elijah's like a Tim Hortons guy or something. Oh, like Elijah, that. Looks like he, Elijah looks Bro. like he works at Harvey's. <laughs> I was gonna say Arby's, dude. I was gonna stamp that roast beef and just really believe in it. No, no, you know where? No, you know what drive-through Elijah works at? Those gross, like KFC, Taco Bell mixed drive-throughs. That's, <laughs> that's where Elijah works. The dual-purpose ones. Yeah, exactly. I'm telling people they're like, "I'll get our original chicken sandwich." Like, no, dude, you'll get a double down because you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. And can I just explain like that fist pump that I was doing, like me starting the lawnmower? Like that's what I do before every podcast, boys. Like I actually do that. Like when I'm hyped to be back, I'm like, let's fucking go, baby. (laughs) Is this before or after you fart so hard that you crap your pants? I don't know. It's kind of like right in between. I mean, like if I come in gassy, like I don't really smile, but because I'm on camera (laughs) and I haven't seen your beautiful faces in a while, I just have this giant like five-year-old grin just on my face right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well kudos to you guys for having good quality cameras i my camera looks like shit that's why i look like shit i actually feel good and look good right now so it's really <laughs> real shame that i don't have a mac but either way or an iphone um, 12 you know that is well PC. i yeah, didn't invest that. the two months that it takes to deliver an iphone 12 <laughs> i really need to get on that um <laughs> either way though episode 11 second ring podcast we've got We've got a slate for you. If you're not a sports fan, then this is the episode that's not for you. I'm yeah, sorry. like just <laughs> we'll catch you next week on an episode yeah. of Spoiled or something at like the yeah. 45 minute mark. <laughs> like we love you guys. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll get Rafa really high and he'll record a solo podcast for you guys on Saturday. <laughs> Talk to myself for 40 minutes. Easy. Done. I'll make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> we should have obligations once a month. Someone has to record a solo pod just for the non-sportsies out there. Oh, I'd God. You have to get really drunk or really stoned and we'll just take it from there. But either way, you have to be under the influence. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't be over. It's like it'll be like if you guys ever watched Drunk History. No, no. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it. It's basically like uh, they get comedians to review a history of like a, a, any kind of random event sometime in history, and then they just get them really, really hammered. And it's super funny because like you watch them try to explain it, and they have like they like they explain it, and then they'll do like cuts where they have like actors acting out the scenes and everything. 
which is sick. And then they'll give you like a shot or like a drink counter. And then at the bottom, it's like so and so consumed. Like like one guy I watched consumed like twelve shots of tequila and like four beers throughout the entire course of like him explaining a forty minute story. Dude, it was nuts. <laughs> it's the only history I'd be telling is that night. I'd be like this, this night is history. I'm out. You're yeah, like, yeah, dude, like I don't even remember coming into the studio to do this thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, either way, though, we've so we've got all NHL on on. on it's all hockey. It's all, all hockey. hockey. It has to be like that. Yeah, I mean, it worked out well for us. But either way, um, so boys, we've got yes, the NHL is kicking off today. Yes, we're a Canucks podcast. However, in this episode, we got an amazing interview with Tommy the Tractor Guy, famous Canucks personality, probably a one on the list. I'm going to go Easily. ahead and say TSN power rankings. Number one on the shotgun board. I don't even care if I'm not part of TSN and can't adjust that list. I'm adjusting it for him. Number one on the list. Yeah, love to be that. There. Um, but we're gonna we we broke down a lot of the Canucks talk in that interview, and so that's our that's our Canucks talk right there. Um, yep. Before this interview, though, we're gonna me and Josh are gonna give a couple takes about the NHL. We're, we're not gonna dive into it every division. Every other podcast does that for you. If you want to go and find it, go ahead. Um, we're just going to give you some of the best takes. So if you really just want the best content, that's why you're here. So, Josh, do you have any takes about the other three divisions, any team in there that's that's really just going to get me giddy? Uh, yes, Elijah, I do have one for you. Even there you go. Uh, yeah. Um, my first one, Carter Hart, Vezina finalist and possibly could win it. You like a Wesna on that guy, hey? Yeah. I think Hart is nasty. I think just looking at last year, I just I don't see a world where he doesn't do well. Do you, so a little bit of that Vesna thing. Do you think maybe that's like a little bit of a cloud of shit because the only way he wins the Vesna <laughs> is if the if the Flyers as a team play amazing. And yeah, like, if the Flyers I mean, team play amazing, he's not really do he's not saving the season by any means. Well, I mean that kind of leads me to my next point, my next take, because it incorporates Philly. Philadelphia oh, okay. will finish second place in the Eastern Division behind okay. Boston. So I originally had a Philly take, and I was going to put them first because I'm I will forever be a fuck bo- fuck Boston podcast. Yeah, but you actually think Boston's going to be they're chilling still, hey? Yeah, I, I'd say so. Yeah, I wish I could say more against them, but they really didn't. They lost a forty year old. Like whenever yeah. you lose a forty year old, I feel like that's not really detrimental to your team, mm-hmm. but. I mean leadership, but they got Bergeron, so you're fine. And you've got um, Tuca. Exactly. Fine. But on your Flyers point, that's exactly where I was going with it. I was, so I, I can't disagree with you too much on that. What's up? So we're both underestimating Washington because that's a deep division, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got Washington. Well, you've got New Jersey, both New York teams, mm. uh, and then Boston, Philly, Pittsburgh, Washington. There's one more in there that I'm forgetting. I think it might oh, be really? Detroit. I feel like Detroit might be in there. That would make sense. A little Michigan um, in there. Yeah. So, I mean, I think in terms of like the truly the only threat would be like, uh, I would say, yeah, Boston or the Islanders could truly threaten uh, Philly. Oh, yeah. Buffalo's in there as well. Buffalo could be a weird dark horse this year. But yeah. that's a that's a different take. That's the weird. That's the weird thing about. I know we always have four divisions, but I feel like each year, this is regardless of COVID. Each year, it's hard to look at each division and decide for sure who's going to miss. 
mm-hmm. because if, if, if betting on sports has taught me anything is, you know, nothing going into the season. Like maybe, you know, that the team you fin- you think is going to finish first will for sure make the playoffs. That's about all, you know, yeah. Other, yeah. other than that, you don't know anything. No, but, not even a little bit. I mean, Carter Hart could get the Coco tomorrow and it's true. Say, you say may- goodbye to Philly season. Yeah. If you get the Coco once, this is a fact you miss, I think it's about 12 to 13% of the season. If you get Coco once. Yeah. 100%. So like, imagine if a team went through a spurt where they had 10 different guys test positive over four weeks, like you're fucked. Yeah. So that um, would be, go ahead. Your, your take. I want to hear it. I'm dying. Okay. I'm well, dying to know. You know, I bring it spicy. You know, I bring the So Joe Pavelski is going to get 50 goals. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hey, nerd. Whatever, dude. Yeah. That's the Dallas Stars. How they're last year. How they Fucking runner up, pretty close. Um, so this year, guys, this is a fact. Uh, I really dug deep into the lab. Uh, really got some different mixtures going. I poured some gin with some soda, mixed with some brain cells that came up with these takes. And the first one is going to be the one that some people have already heard. Actually, is the San Jose Sharks are going to finish number one in their division. They will win the division in the West. I don't know what. There's a fucking windstorm outside my house right now. Like, I, <laughs> oh, it's bad. It's really bad. I can hear it too. You can hear it, right? Like, my, yeah. <laughs> I feel like a fucking tsunami is about to strike my house when I'm out here talking about hockey. Um, Josh is in an underground bunker right now. He can't hear anything. Yeah, what dude, dude, everything's sunshine and rainbows in the cave, boys. <laughs> in the fallout shelter. Right. <laughs> um, no, back to it though. The sharks. I think. Now, Josh knows this. The Sharks underachieved last year. They, I don't know what it was. It was an unhealthy Eric Carlson. It was Brent Burns just doing <laughs> Brent Burns things. Um, <laughs> they're not a bad team. Now, Kane might be broke. He might have a lot of debt. He's got a lot of goals left in him. Let me tell you that. <laughs> if you're worried about Evander Kane being bankrupt, he's he owes $26 million. His contract's worth fifty-two. So Wait, wait. He owes $26 million? Yeah, yeah, he declared bankruptcy. He's, yeah. he's twenty eight million dollars in debt. Today. What? Yeah. So I mean, Caner, his, his contract was fifty two million. Though, what's the big deal? I just, I the way I see it, he had a bad night at the casino. I've had that before. No, dude. All he did was he just took out a loan and like, yeah, I'll get this back to you in eight years. We're chilling. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but I, I have I have full confidence in, in this team because. We all knew when they made the trade for Eric Carlson, all of us thought the same thing. We thought Eric Carlson and Brent Burns together is probably the best combination you could have if played well. And yeah. I just think, just like just like LeBron James and other people, it takes time. And so mm-hmm. I, I'm willing to say it, take, it takes time, and this is the time that it, it's all worked out now. Everything's fine. The only wrinkle in the plan is the goaltending. But I mean, little Scooby-Doo action ain't going to hurt you. Devin Dubnik, he will come to play. Let's just trust the process here, okay? I mean, I, 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 I think I think for me, on a closing note before we go to the interview, is, I've got one other take, but like, uh, go ahead and close uh, close uh, this uh, note. It'll uh, be quick. Uh, okay, is I just I question San Jose's depth, like on forwards. Like I just, I I don't know who they have. I mean, you've got Timo Meyer, you know, Logan Couture is still good, but I, it might just be me reading into the Sharks future a little bit too much because like yeah. you're paying all these guys like so much money over the next like seven to eight years man yeah, and don't worry about that don't worry about that it's all i good. know i know i know it's, it's more good. so just like let's focus on this season which 
you know, obviously like the Sharks team, you're right, is not bad. I'm just like, I can't get out of my head knowing that like this team is going to be like Evander Kane and in debt and in cap trouble in like four, four to five years. And we're going to be sitting here same time this year being like, holy shit, man. Like Brent Burns, Eric Carlson, Vlasic, Couture, we're rolling these guys on the ice with their fucking wheelchairs. And we're mm-hmm. still paying these guys $7.5 million, $12.5 million a year. So I just, I can't, I'm still kind of wrapping my head around the sharks, just like what yeah. they have going on down there. Cause it's hey, not well, looking pretty. It'll be fun wrapping your head around when they're 10 points clear <laughs> of the second place team. Don't worry about it. There you go. My, my other take before we hop into this interview here, I'll be brief with it is the Colorado avalanche are going to finish either third or fourth in their division. And if they finish one or two, they're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. That's Jesus. My pick. Jesus. Colorado. Take. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'll tell you the reason. Fuck, even, re- even Raph knows Colorado's a good team. God. Yeah. You know who they remind me of? They remind me of Tampa Bay, where Tampa Bay used to succeed a lot, and they'd add mm. more pieces in the offseason. They'd come back, and they would have one of two seasons. They'd either dominate set records in the, in the, off, the regular season and get swept in the first round, or they would not meet expectations in the, in the regular season, which actually works out well for you if you haven't noticed by anyone that wins a championship. So what you're so, saying is you just got to learn to lose first. You got to learn to walk before you can run. Exactly. I think they're either going <laughs> to yeah, learn, learn to lose in the regular season or in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate that take. I mean, I think obviously Colorado's a phenomenal team, but I also think at the same time, like they're very young. Like they still have some learning to do before they're truly successful. So yeah, Elijah, I like how we're both kind of forward thinkers. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you're thinking about the here and now about San Jose, even though in four years it's going to be a dumpster fire. But with Colorado, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, like they're like they're just not going to win right now, but they yeah. will in four years. They've I got like something that. amazing going on. You're rational, right? You're Thank rational. You. I like Thank that. You. That's not something that's usually a <laughs> yeah. I appreciate. It. <laughs> All right, why don't we throw it over to Tommy? Let's do that. Let's talk some Tom. Let's get in there. You guys are going to love the interview. It's great. Over to Tommy. All right, everyone, we're, we're pleased to welcome on one of our most famous guests, first recurring guest ever in the history of Sick and Ring Podcast, and first video guest ever on the yes. Sick and Ring Podcast. As, as far as we know, not track Josh and Raffle's internet usage when they're not on the podcast, so we don't know for sure, but officially, unofficially, we're calling it the first ever video guest. So um, just to give you guys a little bit of a background, he's kind of the undisputed former heavyweight, now welterweight champion of Canucks Twitter. Uh, he will fuck any of you up. This guy throws anything down his throat as long as there's proper airflow. Uh, we're pretty welcome, Tommy, the tractor guy in the podcast. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Fucking right. We're doing great. That's, that's, that's Good, man. Intro for a guy like me. Throwing down my throat. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, you're, you're doing right when you did the shades indoor. We had to do a big intro for it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I constantly have that song, uh, sunglasses at night. You know, the, uh, we're on sunglasses at night. That's always stuck in my head every single day. <laughs> I, I go to sleep with these things on. So, I mean, that's a lifestyle, that's dude. Yeah. Your fucking eyes are in mint condition. Oh, yes. That'd be. They've been closed um, for the last 26 years. Like <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. So here we are, guys. It's uh, it's Tuesday night. This is going to release on Thursday. Any clips video will be before that. But we're on the eve. We're on hockey, hockey miss eve, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> just the night before. Uh, this is a big night. But uh, Tommy does more things than just hockey. He's this guy's a big content guy. He's Mister Viral. Shout out from Chicklist. Shout out from Popular. Everything you could ask for. So Tommy. Um, I got big expectations for the Canucks, but I got even bigger expectations for you this year. 
So <laughs> do you got plans to meet those? Like, are, are there things in the works already? What's going on? Uh, yeah, I definitely have expectations to not just meet them, but break them. Like, ah. I'm, I'm going full-blown. I, I want to do the most I can to entertain the people of Twitter. Honestly, like, I don't know. I, I have a bunch of good ideas, and uh, I'm really hoping that Jake gets to 10 goals this year because I think I think the 10th goal will be will be a fun one to watch. <laughs> can you promise that? Can you promise that right oh, now? I promise it. Sure. <laughs> 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 I don't know. 53 games. I think Jake can do 10. That's I mean, 100. percent Come on, if he plays up there, every five games. Like really, the I mean, the scenario is set for him. All the clubs are closed. There's really not much social life you can have. <laughs> this is this is a pretty much this is a Jake pandemic, is what it is. The yeah. tangled Jake pandemic. Um, when you say that though, when you say you got big expectations, you're gonna break them. D- does your stomach curdle a little bit? Like, does your body have a physiological reaction to hearing that? Oh, I started sweating the second I said that. No, I was I was born for this shit. I don't know. Growing up, for some, I've always been the guy that just. If you go out to eat with me, I'll you know I'll get like three chipotle sauces with my French fries, and I'll eat the chipotle sauces at the end of my French fries once they're gone. Like I'll I'll lick them clean. <laughs> oh, what? dude, but you're not, are you are you a big sauce guy? Like, do you just love all types of sauce or what? Oh yeah, I don't want to call myself the sauce boss because that's that guy from Epic Meal Time. I'm not yeah. the sauce boss. I'm the sauce king. I, I fucking I love sauce. I okay. would I would pay good money to watch you and Elijah go toe to toe to see who puts more condiments on their food. Because I've known Elijah for ten plus years, and this motherfucker just puts everything on anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm one of those guys. Like, there's there's zero brain power going into like like when you have a hot dog, you're dressing the hot dog in terms of rations and ratios. No such thing, dude. <laughs> like, oh, relish. I love relish. Max amount of relish. Oh, relish. Man, what's up? Oh, you're you a relish guy. Eh? Big relish guy, dude. None oh. of that fucking sweet stuff, though. It's disgusting. Give me okay. the tiny pill, though, for sure. So, <laughs> Tommy, like, what's the go-to sauce? Like, what do you? What is like that one thing? Like, I think there's a hot sauce commercial. It's like I put that shit on everything. Yeah, like, funny. what is what is that for you? Like, what's the go-to? Are you guys sponsored by? Uh, I put that shit on everything. Like, can I name drop or no? <laughs> no, no. You no you can ads. name drop. Yeah, no free ads. We're we're huge around Canucks, but yeah, not right now. <laughs> I like maple syrup on my ribs. I like, oh, okay. I like cream cheese on my pasta. I like okay. basically. Okay, no, for real though, my my go to sauce. <laughs> like, if you want to get me a present for anything, get me a big big ass fucking bottle of Chipotle. I'll I'll drink that whole thing. Like, that's would you ever? Would you ever shotgun a bottle of Chipotle or no? I I don't want to shot. I don't want to shotgun the things. I, I don't want to shotgun the things that I love because I know I, that I'll ruin them for for myself. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's, that's, a, that's a real I'm dangerous slippery slope right there. You don't want to okay. fuck with that one. That's for sure. What What would be the one sauce that you would shotgun? Um, well, last, like a thing of barbecue sauce or what? Like ketchup? I, you, like you could totally sacrifice the colon and go for a bottle of Frank's if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Just put in a two day investment into that video. <laughs> well, that I would be. I, I think I'd be on the dark web. Like that would be <laughs> fucking the dark web advertise for sure. I have access to the dark web actually. If you guys want. Oh yeah, for sure. Send it my way. He's a dark web <laughs> dealer on Twitter. <laughs> no, okay. I, well, I did catch up last season, and Ooh. that was for goal number nineteen. And I actually ruined ketchup for myself for like a month. I couldn't, even, <laughs> I couldn't fucking smell it. I'm like, not even. I don't, I don't, I don't want it. And then I actually did. I recorded a video for I think number eleven or twelve. I did HP sauce. 
Ooh. I attempted to oh. eat sauce. I couldn't. I, it was a fail. I couldn't <laughs> do it. I said. I said, "Fuck it. I'm not trying that ever again." It was. Yeah, so that's sick. a tough one. Yeah, was, oh god. I don't know if there's any other listeners out there that feel the same way, but I, I love your videos until it makes me gag, and that's almost every video. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know how I do it. I watch like a two minute video in four different spurts just yeah. to like condition myself. Doing things. Last question for me about the shotgunning. Is it is it bad luck to shotgun things when it's not shotgun Jake? No, like is that is that like a sh- like a a fucking special event that you hold dear now? Yeah, honestly, I'd I'd rather not like just do like little random videos here and there because for me when I when I put something out, I want to put something out that I'm proud of, and I want to put something out that like I've worked hard on and I know people are gonna like. Like I don't like just making random little videos, like just just to, just for the sake of posting something. Yeah, you, know, like, you shouldn't post something just be just for the likes and for, for like the attention. You should actually be proud of your work. That's why, like, if if there's like little things here and there, I'm like, no, you know what? I'll I want to leave it for a shotgun, Jake. But I'll do them once in a while. So yeah, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you just like you just killed every motivation that we have for doing a podcast. Like, half the time <laughs> yeah. we're not even proud of this shit. That we put out. We're like, well, that oh, was no, James. I lost the most. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm second time on here. You know, I, I said yes twice. Okay. okay there we go. There we go. We, we must be doing something right here. We got, I was going to say, Tom, you're looking nice these days. Hey, eh? you got the shades, fresh fade. Like, holy shit. COVID's been good to you. eh? <laughs> my, my girlfriend cuts my hair. Oh fuck! Oh, Dude, up. like, Perfect. do you have a promo code? We uh, can, yeah, <laughs> Tommy fifteen or something. Like, that. <laughs> 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 like I was, like I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like, man, like I've got frosted tips. Elijah looks like a yeti. Yeah, mine's like, r- Raph That's is right. Raph, and then you, like, Jesus, <laughs> like I'm starting to feel self conscious right now. So holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I, this was fifteen minutes or no, twenty five minutes in the bathroom right before this whole thing. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> you got, Does, man, you got a haircut. We are big time, dude. You got a haircut. For the show. <laughs> yeah. Let's fucking go. This guy's Tommy, stage ready. Yeah, so we went to hair and makeup before he came on today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the girlfriend does the makeup too. Yeah, there you oh, go. There, right? there you go. <laughs> Love it. Hey, yeah, Tommy. Blind, so I don't know what, how, but. I thought that was like an added wrinkle that actually was a big part of the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This turns into like an E60 out of nowhere. It's supposed to be like a <laughs> uh, But Tommy, before we before we jump into hockey, I kind of wanted to touch on the boxing world because I was laughing my ass off during the Jake Paul fights or or yeah, the Jake Paul fights and all the the Logan Paul and all this thing. And I, I I know your feelings, so I have to get this on on record here. Just your thoughts, feelings, emotions about the boxing world right now. How are you feeling? You said we we were doing this for half an hour. I think we might have to go for two or three. This is gonna be the full okay, episode. Well, yeah, my feelings on on those two brothers is that it's it's an absolute joke to me. Like, I, I started boxing when I was ten, and I like I'm I'm 26 now, so I've been like kind of I've been hustling, and I know like the pain that it takes to become a boxer, and like all that stuff, and like how much torture it takes. And these two guys, I mean, they train for a little bit and they just go in there and they, they fight everybody. Like, they basically buy their way into it. I'm just like, man, that's that's kind of like, I don't know, against the respect for the for the sport, you know? Well, but like kind of like kind of like buy and bully too, because think about what they were doing to McGregor's trainer too, right? If you ever saw those videos that went viral. Mm-hmm. Where they like drove by his studio or whatever when he was hanging out outside and then they water ballooned him a few times too before just peeling off and saying, Yeah. yeah. It's just all respect out the window. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. 
And like a lot of like pro boxers, they'll they'll suffer their whole life <clears throat> to try to get like into the even into like the card of a big fight, like I don't know Pacquiao and, and Mayweather or something. But to get into the undercard of like the Tyson fight that just happened, ju just like that, I don't know. I, I feel like that's just a little bit, a little bit a, a cheap way to kind of you know get popular out there and just just get in yeah. the ring. Like the fight itself was a fucking come on. Like <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. but that was like one of the things that drives me nuts is when I buy a fight and there's not a huge knockout. So like selling point when Nate Robinson's literally dead on the mat, that's something <laughs> else. Like that was that was hilarious to watch. But I mean, the one the one side of it that I, it's not that I agree with it, but I, I definitely see it is obviously boxing used to be this huge juggernaut like back in the '90s and '80s and even maybe early 2000s. I don't know the history too well. But like financially, it's kind of fallen off a little bit. And so with these guys injecting kind of like fake hype or just like modern day bullshit into it, yeah. I, I feel like it get, it definitely gets traffic towards it momentarily. I don't know if it's good for the long run, but like if it was for the sake of the sport to increase popularity and, get, and, and kind of get that buzz back out there, is there any part of you that's down for it? Yeah. I, okay. I will say I am a traditionalist when it comes to boxing. So I, I kind of... Yeah. I, I go by the tradition of it and kind of, you know, the respect factor, but honestly it is great for the market. Like these mm -hmm. guys do get the, you know, the boxing name out there more because <sighs> MMA is huge right now. Like everyone's mm -hmm. watching UFC and I, I love UFC too, but like, you know, all these YouTubers, they have millions of followers and like, it is good for the market because these kids are getting into boxing because it's like, Oh wow, Jake Paul is fighting. Oh, I watched this guy on YouTube and then he goes and knocks out uh robinson like, doesn't even deserve to be in that ring like that oh, nah, he's, a, he's, so, a, he's a basketball player let, let me let me ask you this then do you think actually i'll ask you a couple hypotheticals here and i, I want to see if you were to give me a winner revo against who who did revo challenge was it jake or was it the other one it was uh, evander kane no or yeah it was evander kane sorry it was evander kane there's a bunch kane... of nhlers calling out guys but it was yeah it was both <laughs> those paul guys that everyone was calling out. yeah but it was evander kane who challenged which paul brother was it jake or was it who's the i think one? it was the one that fought in the tyson undercard yeah that's that's jake paul. jake yeah so yeah. do you do you think that kane even stands a chance or like who who would be the winner on that well i i think kaner has a boxing background i'm pretty sure his dad was a boxer and he and he grew yeah. up mm -hmm. like like fighting mm -hmm. and i mean he obviously he's in great shape like yep. he's an nhler um financially he's not in great shape but that's a different but if i had to bet some money on that ah uh, i would honestly probably take evander kane just because he has Damn. some boxing background he's a great athlete and i don't know like J jake paul i i me having boxed like half my life, basically, I, I see all the little things that he does that like a true boxer will pick apart. The, what, what they were doing, they were just chucking, you know, they were just chucking old haymakers. Looking, looking it, it, was was a bar, it was a bar fight with box, right? Yeah. I, I should you know, any of my like former teammates from Boxing BC, they'll, they'll pick you apart. They'll, they'll pick that guy apart easy. Like they'll go mm -hmm. in there and, you know, they'll duck and move and then get, let him get tired. He's got big muscles, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll get tired after 10 minutes. And then yeah. just, just pick them apart. Like they'll see all these little openings. But if I had to bet my money, I would say uh, probably the ref. So, <laughs> so my ne my next hypothetical or my next matchup is if you were if you were to go in the ring with Conor McGregor, like does McGregor just kick the shit out of him? Who's me, me against McGregor? 
No, no, no. McGregor against Paul. Oh. Oh, God. Yeah, God, yeah. I could have told you that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that wouldn't even be competitive, right? Like, just just so we're clear. 100% not. No. McGregor would pick him apart. I'd give it two rounds maximum. 100%. (laughs) Okay. You you heard it here first, folks. They're breaking news. (laughs) I think breaking news, McGregor's actually a good fighter. Like, the the fucking psychosis aside, he actually knows how to fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Paul's just very clearly into this all for the money, though, if anything, right? Like, he's just trying to solidify his financial worth as opposed to, like, I I feel like actually win these titles. I think that's more of, like, an afterthought, you know? Absolutely. I would agree with that. Um, I did have a question down here. Um, What was it? If uh, if you could choose any NHL player to box in the ring, who would it be? Jake Bertanen. (laughs) 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 Oh, see you, Josh. What the fuck? Bye, Josh. He'll be back. You, Josh? Yeah, yeah, it'd be awesome. Oh, That's all right. I was about to say, Josh, maybe he, maybe he sensed it. Yeah, <laughs> not any problem, but I would love to get in the ring. <laughs> no, I'm saying, okay. either Rebo or Jake Rattan, one of the two. You're gonna, you're, you wouldn't even mention Brad Marchand. You say Rebo, dude. You have a death wish. Oh shit! Actually, Brad Marchand. Yeah, that'd be a good one because yeah, I throw one punch and and honestly, the first thing I'd hit is his nose. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you could jab his nose from one corner. <laughs> Literally. Okay, wait. Have to you... follow up and add to that a little bit, who do you think is the biggest person you could take on? Uh, like all things aside, like yeah, all like favorite I, fighters aside, all that kind of jazz. But like the I biggest we, person we kinda, you could take on and go to. We kind of want to know like what your confidence level is in the ring right now. Well, like, yeah. could you take on like could you take on like Lucic or no? Uh, well, in a street fight, I would get my ass kicked, hundred percent. But okay, if, if yeah. we're talking purely boxing. Um. Okay, I want to be. I don't want to like, give us a give it. us a good news clip here. Yeah, give us like a give us a clip. <laughs> really lean into it. I, okay, like four four or five years ago, my dad and I we traveled out to Wabasca, like up north in Alberta, yeah. and it was a it was a gold belt event. I, I was fighting uh, like a tournament up there, and the the guy that I was supposed to fight in the main event against the six foot ten giant, three hundred ten pounds, I think. He, yeah. I don't know, he in- injured himself and I was in the co-main. So they said, Thomas, how about you maybe go up and, you know, we need someone to film for the main. So I fought this guy that was six foot 10 and I beat him. But that's because like size in boxing doesn't really matter. It, mm-hmm. I've been to camps, like, like boxing camps where a guy that's a lightweight, he'll fight a heavyweight and he'll pick him apart just with speed and, and pure like boxing skill and agility like he'll, he'll right the big guy he'll swing he'll get tired faster and the little guy knows that right but mm-hmm. theoretically i'd say honestly and any size i as a boxer you're not supposed to be afraid of anybody so yeah like i'm i'm hell out of shape right now i'm like 220 <laughs> I'm fast. hey that's why we have you on the pod dude that's a requisition this is actually a question i've always wanted to ask ask a boxer uh yeah. how's your chin you got it you got a good chin oh chin i think it's a gym oh because uh, i've been doing my garage yeah, how's your how's your gym dude i want to come over i want to hit the bags dude <laughs> okay seriously come over um yeah. my chin i i do have a I'll be honest. I have a bit of a glass chin. I've I've I got knocked ah, out twice shit. in my in my twenty fights. Uh, yeah. Once against my well teammate in boxing BC and not not at the nationals, which is I think provincial championship oh. or something. And then once against in the westerns for the Olympic qualifiers, I got knocked out by a, a big 
big dude that had like a hundred plus fights. I only had like ten at the time. So, mm. Fuck, all right, that's fair. So you, so you have a, you, if you have a glass pen, honestly, I've got like I don't know what's worth made like a paper mache chin. I, that's my one thing. I've never. I don't think I've ever been in a serious fight in my life. I think I could throw them, but I'm also a flincher, and I know for like I've when I watch boxing matches and I see people take a punch to the face, I think to myself, I would like that's five minutes unconscious for me. It, <laughs> it's a long time on that. There's no way around that. Oh well, you got you got the padding though. You got the the nice beard going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I was just born with like all like just pre brain damage, so I'm just susceptible to it. That's my, that's my <laughs> he, yeah, around. Tommy. Tommy's he's also got the padding around his waist and stuff too. So it's just like literally what literally what Elijah is is like punching the bag at the gym. That's what Elijah <laughs> is. It's just the heavy bag. I got the, I just watched I rewatched the uh, the big country UFC series. That's why I'm I'm Roy Nelson out here. I'm trying to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See if I can reshape the sport a bit. Oh my god. So boys, what do we what do we think? Should we talk some hockey at all? Let's talk some hockey. That's why he's here. Let's yeah, that's why the guy's here. He's our insider for the day, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh Tommy, before we go into Canucks, any any out any prevalent thoughts you got about the NHL this year? Any any teams outside of the North Division that you're looking at and saying, oh, shit, that's about to happen? Some Tommy takes or what? Yeah, some Tommy well, takes. Outside of the Canadian Division? Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll... Okay, you can go in the Canadian Division, just not Canucks. Not Canucks. Well, Give us a not Canucks take. All, all those insiders that, that are saying that the Leafs are going to win the Canadian Division, they're, they're out to lunch. Those guys are crazy. <laughs> the okay. only thing they're, they're winning is is at the bingo club at the senior center. They all have like the old the oldest guys in the fucking league. Yeah, it's like the Canucks. You know, after like our 2011 run, how it was the Sedins, and then they were all getting older, a veteran group, and then we had the young guys, and we had that big age gap in between, and it didn't work out. How the fuck do you think it's going to work out with the Leafs? Like, I, honestly, yeah. I, I I'd love. To see them not win, but I, I'm I hope not. So I don't know. Okay, okay, I like it. There, there was I, I, I expected a bit more conviction on the Leafs. There, it kind of sounded like you were saying they're not going to win. They're just going to come second and finish one point behind first. Half a point, if, if that's even possible. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jumbo Joe's a beast, even though he's forty years old. That's yeah. why. Hey, hey, um, what team just got Lucas Spiza? Was it the? Well, they put him on whoever got him. They put him on waivers. Yeah, I'm that's. Sure. I saw. I saw someone went. On, I, I saw he went on waivers. I didn't know he got picked up. I, I think he got picked up. By, oh, it was Nashville. I think I'm pretty sure. Ooh. Yeah, he'll nicely on the top four there, right? Yeah. So <laughs> watch for Nashville because they got a solid D now. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. There's not. There's not much there. Honestly, we haven't even talked too much about the other divisions yet. After, but. Um, honestly, the, the meat, the meat of the whole thing while we're here, the Canucks dude, it's the, the eve before, I feel like this snuck up on me. It felt like it was six days ago, just yesterday, but we got, we got a lot of stuff going on with the Canucks right now. Uh, obviously the news breaking with JT Miller and Jordy Ben, they're out most likely. I don't know if it's confirmed yet, but I'm going to say they're out officially Wait, um, for the season. No. Yeah. 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 Torn ACLs, both of them. They're gone. Blown up. See ya. <laughs> Sucks, oh, dude. No, no way. I'm kidding. Not torn ACL, just COVID. They got COVID. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Sneeze, dude. They caught the sneeze. Two weeks, probably, though. If they, test, <laughs> if they actually tested positive, it's two weeks. Yeah. Come on. Watch some, listen to AM radio for once, Josh. Oh. Dude, I've been at work this entire time, man. <laughs> I haven't heard anything. You have control of the audio system. Just throw on some 1040, dude. It's not that bad. <laughs> uh, but, Tommy, I kind of want to hear let, Let's Let's give you the floor. 
Why don't you give me the synopsis of how this Canucks season is going to go? Give me the ha- give me what's going to happen and why it's going to happen. Oh, if that's Canucks not too much season. pressure for you, fifty-two games. Honestly, yeah. I like the addition of Nate Schmidt. First off, yes, great replacement for Tanev. I, I like that Hoglander is is looking great. I I always had a you know a big thing for Hog or Hog. Oh my gosh, that's not the that came out. Right. <laughs> Tommy, <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, Tommy's a yeah, yeah. yeah, but Tommy's a farm guy, so it's okay. He, he's allowed to be a hog guy. It's okay. Yeah, I like the hog. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I, I like I like what the Canucks did this off season. Obviously, like okay, Demko and, and Holpe, like we lost Markstrom, but if if Demko is good. If we stay healthy from uh, from COVID, and if everything goes right, I think we'll fare well and we'll make the playoffs. We, like, I, it'd be nice if we won the division, but mm-hmm. if not, then you know. But I think how, if we stay healthy and if COVID doesn't get us, we're good. how yeah. sick would it be if this one year of COVID, where we have the North Division champions hanging in our rafters, that's sick because it would be like a once in a lifetime banner, yeah. would it not? Because it's yeah, not the Pacific, dude. It's I the North. I didn't talk true, about that. Yeah, that's actually that's super special. Yeah, I honestly think huge. if if we could if we could make a petition on what that banner should look like, I think it should be, I think it should be Tommy on a banner, shotgunning a big thing of maple syrup, <laughs> and looking dead ass <laughs> eyes in the camera, and that <laughs> hanging somewhere in the rafters at, at Rogers Arena. That'd be sick. Yeah, oh, that's the, the moment right that'd there. That'd be the dream. Like like me physically hanging there or like as a picture? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if your lats are that good, dude. <laughs> Put it on a hat. We'll superimpose that shit on there. You'll be good. For about two minutes, now I'm splattered on center ice. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But no, yeah, we'll see how you yeah. at that point, but it's a landing point. So, so, Tommy, of the seven Canadian teams, and again, obviously, there's some bias here, obviously, but... Give me the place where the Canucks finish. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Realistic. Okay, unbiasedly, I'm obviously not a Canucks fan. Um, oh, realistically, yeah, yeah huge Winnipeg guy. You're like a, yeah, you're a reporter, dude. You just completely <laughs> no bias whatsoever. I, I actually used to live in Winnipeg, so I, I should show some love to the Jets. <laughs> but no. Jesus, um, you got some scar tissue uh, from that, hey? On the old brain. What's that? <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I okay. My rank, I, I, I haven't really thought about it much. I, obviously, I want to see them win the Canadian division because that'd be like the biggest. Um, what, what's the word? Like, fuck you to everybody else in Canada. Like, look at us, we're number yeah. one here. True, um, but I'd say, uh, like, realistically, three, two to three, two to three. Realistically, I, I do think Calgary is going to be good this year. I, I do think. I don't know. I feel like Edmonton's going to surprise, but we know the bottom feeders. Ottawa, yeah. Winnipeg. So what, it's like dude, kind of what mid, is, middle higher, you know. What is up with this? This goes for everyone. This goes for TSN media. This goes for Sportsnet media. Every media out there, and even some some big fans. What the fuck is up with people choosing Montreal to do good? Like I don't get it. What what kind of liquor supply have we hit up in the last <laughs> two months that I I don't know about? Because <laughs> this team, from what I remember, finished 24th in the league and barely made the, the fucking reformatted playoffs. And all of a sudden, they, they trade for Jake Anderson to play two games 
and now they're going to win the Canadian division. That Josh, no An- Josh Anderson, then they signed Jake Allen. I think you just combined two players there. Did right? I said Jake Anderson. <laughs> you said Jake yeah. Anderson. I'm like, I'm like sick, dude. What position? Yeah, dude. Jake <laughs> Anderson is a fucking beast, man. He'll save shots <laughs> and he'll power forward his way to the corner and that's it. But yeah. I, I don't see yeah. that happening. I just, I dude, I feel see. like whoever picked him probably chose like a play from Tommy's playbook and just decided to shock on some maple syrup in Montreal. <laughs> and just, we're going to come num- numero dos in the Canadian division. Like, that's how I feel like that conversation went. <laughs> no, what they would have done is they would have blended up some poutine with great. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, then clog their clog their arteries and their dying thoughts for that the Habs were going to come second. Yeah, they're all going to get off shit cardio because of it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so obviously you talked about the addition of Nate Schmidt, and I would agree with you. I would say he's. I think Nate Schmidt is a stud. I can't wait mm-hmm. to see him in a Canucks uniform tomorrow. Um. But who did you hate losing the most? And. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, like, Markstrom kind of leaves, like, a, I wouldn't say a sizable hole in goaltending, but it definitely left us, like, you know, is Demko Holtby going to be able to get it done? But we kind of solved the problem. So who is a player that you we lost that, like, we didn't really fill the hole for? And you're kind of pissed off about losing. Uh, L- Louis Domingue. Uh, what are we gonna do with third stringer goalies dude like what's what's jim benning gonna do without louis domingue that's the real goal goalie controversy of vancouver right there yeah i heard the guy was a great baker (laughs) i I don't know if you're kidding or serious right now yeah yeah tommy i actually have no idea if you're joking i'll take your word for it if he is he probably makes a bitch and cinnamon bun yeah (laughs) no for real though um Obviously, Markstrom hurt, but we uh, mm. we just couldn't get the deal done. We, we couldn't yeah. get the money. Tanev, I'm not too sad about Tanev. I think Calgary's going to regret that in a couple of years, maybe even in a year after this, because yep. he's pretty fragile. Like, obviously, all, all respect to him. I, I love the guy. Like He was a great warrior for the Canucks. Levo, uh, Levo was one of the guys I, I wish that we would have kept. I don't know. I, I saw something with him. Yeah. He, he, was a, he was a good player. But otherwise, okay. yeah, either Markstrom or Levo. One of those two. That's that's tough too. The Levo thing, like he really he got he got a chance, like a fraction of a chance, I would say. He looked he looked good in a Leafs uniform when he was there, and then we I don't know. He he, had, he definitely had top nine potential, let's put it, or maybe top eleven. Anything yeah. but the twelfth forward, he was there. He was voted. So that's tough. Yeah. Um, is there is is there someone in a Canucks uniform this year who excelled last year? Maybe it doesn't have to be a superstar, but maybe Excel last year that you see taking a, a, a dive back, maybe taking a step back and, and not performing the way people expect them to. Excel last year. Well, how well is Louis Erickson going to play on the taxi squad? <laughs> <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably about as good as he can. Man, the guy's going to eat so much popcorn. He's, he's going to be <laughs> every time he's going to <laughs> Oh, oh my I, god. Um, for real. Hmm. Who took a step it's forward everybody. last year? Obviously all it's the young well, guys. Yeah, like out of our even let's go to the superstars. Let's let's have some hot takes here. Let's add some hot do you, do you see a world where JT Miller maybe take takes a step back? That's a good one. It I can see it. It's it's realistic for sure with JT. Mm-hmm. Like like personally, I th- I think he had a great, great, great first season, obviously, but for some reason I feel like he's gonna have 
almost like what what the rookies have. What's that second uh, sophomore? Yeah. Almost with the Canucks, like he was excited, new team. He's like, hell's yeah, I get to play with PD first line. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's gonna get to his head a little bit, and and something will happen. But JT Miller is such a good fucking player. Like, he, I mean, he's, he's already got the cocoa, so that's kind of an issue right there. Yeah, yeah. that's a better move though, getting it out of the way. The Blanco kind from Colombia. What do you guys think? What, what's, what's your player? Honestly, player. like last year I hit up Brock Besser and I, I kind of said it was tough for him to bounce back. Just, just with the, it was tough for Brock Besser because he was the, the first young guy to come along and kind of rejuvenate the the feeling around the Canucks and give us hope for once. And then, but ironically it followed with two or three guys after that, that just mm-hmm. completely kind of put him in the shadows a little bit. But honestly, this year, JT Miller is a good choice and this might be an unpopular choice, but I'm going to say Quinn Hughes. Like, I think, I think the guy is phenomenal. I think his career is going to be exactly what his first year is, but his career is going to have ups and downs. He's not going to be that. Like, if you look at a guy like Charlie McAvoy, when he came on the scene, he was, he was he he got thrown right into the playoffs, and after the playoffs, they looked at this guy as if he was the number one D man, and maybe he still is. But at this point, he's not he's not a Victor Hedman right away, and even and even that guy as well. Like everyone goes through ebbs and flows. I could just see a Quinn Hughes kind of if this guy scores fifty points, that's still not as good as or sorry, if he scores forty points, that's not as good as his first year, which is still a great year. That's what I mean by. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think for me. I think, I think for me, it might be, um, I know the sample size is kind of small. Like you can't really say he's going to take a step back because like, you don't really know what he's got, but there's a gut feeling that I feel like Demko may not pan out. Uh, I just just, like, I don't know. I, I like, I think if you have, when you have Holby, a guy that can win the cup, can get you to the playoffs, can win you a couple games. Like that leash, if they start Demko game one, like he is going to be on a very short leash, I would say, because this season is a sprint. That's all it is. Like it's fit. Is it 52 or 56 games? 52. 56. I, I thought it was 56, but Tommy keeps 56? saying 52. Oh, I don't know. He's our insider for the day. So I think it's 52. Yeah. So I'll say 52. Um, so, I mean, you're playing 30 games less, like, and you're playing a baseball schedule. So it's back to back to back. I Googled it, by the way. 56? Okay. But yeah, so in my opinion, I would not be surprised if Demko didn't have kind of the, the rookie or like the, I would say the rookie season that everyone's kind of hoping, hoping for him to have. Yeah, I, I could see that too. It's tough around Demko because goalie prospects are just never look at the same, right? Yeah. They're just different. They yeah. just like come on the scene kind of out of nowhere and you either hit it or you don't. And that's all it yeah. is. Tommy, let's talk about goalies for a second. Now I've, I've been pressing this whole game one poll slash prediction. Who's going to get it. I feel like game one is very symbolic for goalies. It always is. Can you just <laughs> do us a favor and say that Demko is going to get the start in game one? I was, I was literally actually about to ask you guys that I was going to be like, who's going to be starting? Yeah, dude. So, uh, Honestly, kick us I, off, I think dude. Kick us off. Let's go. Oh, 
Uh, Mikey D. Pietro. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Dan Clute, bring him back. Dude, I, dude, I thought you were going to say Rick Di Pietro. I'm like, okay, cool. We'll take on that contract <laughs> from the Islanders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's for the Coyotes, dude. They're waiting to take that contract on. Yeah. They want that. <laughs> um, if I choose between the two, well, Holtby's the veteran, so he almost, I don't know, it, it almost be deserving to give it, him that, but Demko's been on the team for longer, and he's kind of the up-and-coming rookie. It's a 50-50, but I have a feeling it's going to go to Demko, and it should. So, yeah, he, he there we go. Out in, the, in the playoffs, and I don't know, I, I feel like he's gaining lots of confidence, and RD's, you know, going to support him too. So, I, I'm, I'm going to say Demmer. Good choice. All right. You're All on the right side of history there, buddy. <laughs> Josh, we, we talked this last episode, Josh, but I think I think we both stand square on this still, is that Demko. Like, like we said, Dem- it's a symbolic game. If you're gonna, mm-hmm. if you're gonna not sign Markstrom, and even though you bring in Holby on a two-year contract, you're, you're given the you're given the keys to the castle to Mister Demko. He now you, has the chair. And, and the other thing is, is you lost Markstrom before you signed Holby. Yeah, is that not the way it went? So I mean, yeah. clearly you were okay with him walking, unless obviously, unless they already had kind of Holby in their back pocket ready to sign. But if that wasn't the case and Holtby just kind of came to them out of nowhere, like for a second, Canuck fans are like, okay, we're riding with Demko. Like if that was the initial thought and Holtby was just kind of like a bonus, mm-hmm. then how can you not go to, how can you not go to Demko? I think yeah. you have to. It's true. We, and the funny part about this is this episode is going to drop after it already happened. So our confidence mm-hmm. just either looks insanely smart or <laughs> we're dumb. <laughs> There's actually zero situation where it looks smart because it's already happened and we're out here saying it's going to happen. So kudos <laughs> to us for just yeah. being on the ball about schedules and all that. Yeah. Bullshit. Very um, Really, Tommy, that's all we got for you today, man. Um, yeah, that's it. We appreciate oh. you coming on, honestly. <laughs> that's it. Um, I do want to know, like, this is kind of like an advertisement proposal. What is it going to take for you to take all three of those jerseys down behind you and just put stick in ring? What do you Ooh. think about that? Like what about maybe the podcast ran the numbers? Is that like is that a four figure, five figure contract? What are you thinking here? Like Tommy, I will literally buy you the rest <laughs> of the beer for Jake Vertanen's career if you take those jerseys down. Just promote stick and ring oh, podcast. The rest of this career with, with the Canucks or in the, in the NHL? Uh, I mean, honestly, he's not going to get over like 150 goals. Like there's no chance in his career, like no (laughs) chance he's going to hit that. Like, dude, I'll go get you. I'll go get you. I'll drive across the border and I'll get you like three twenty-four packs and natty lights and you'll be covered for the rest of your life. (laughs) Oh, that's course light, right? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Same thing. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's pretty shit. That's the only one. (laughs) There you go. I, I think it'd be funny because I think Tommy should send the bill to like just for like a flat of, of HP sauce or a flat of ketchup. And like, no, dude, no beer. This is the bill this week, dude. <laughs> okay, it's a write off from Stick and Rink. Yeah. If you guys want the Stick and Rink back there, no money currency, no beers. Like, thanks for the offer, Josh. For real, just go to Costco. Go into the bulk section. Well, the whole place is a bulk section. That was stupid. Uh, <laughs> Chipotle sauces. They come in three packs. I need twelve of those. One for each month. Get me that shit. Yeah. Get that up there, okay? We got you. Dude. <laughs> oh, easy. You can use Send my me the, membership too. 
Dude, send me the postal yeah. code, dude. You and I kind of look alike. I mean, like, we're pretty yeah. handsome guys. So, yeah, you know? Where do you get off, Josh? <laughs> yeah. Where the fuck dude, do you get off? Dude, I get off looking at Tommy's fresh fade, dude. Can we end this interview? <laughs> I need to go to bed. <laughs> hey, Tommy, it's been a slice, buddy. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. yeah, hey, this awesome. Let's do it again sometime. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Tommy. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I know I said I it you guys were replying. I'm like, oh man, should, should I should I tell them I'm joking now or should I just yeah. <laughs> Dude, we were all waiting in this lobby too. We were like, here we go. <laughs> like, what now? That was good though. Hey, well, fun time, guys. Okay. Awkwardly enough, I have to end this broadcast on the video, so I don't know how else to do this. But all right. um, fellas, it's been fun. Thank you. Yes. Looking forward to the videos and everything else. Let's, Hell yeah, we'll Let's get it. Let's do it. Jake Furtan and Hattrick tomorrow night. You hear you heard it here first. Tommy's <laughs> getting yeah. buckled tomorrow. Fuck yeah. yeah it's, it's been a good week. I watched The Bachelor yesterday and now I'll be at tomorrow. Oh, don't, <laughs> break, don't start this, dude. Don't Let's fucking go, start baby. this. Let's go, baby. Josh, you like The Bachelor? Dude, I, I can predict that show from a mile away and I don't even read the spoilers, dude. <laughs> Alrighty, boys, and we're back. And we want to thank Tommy the Tractor Guy, man. This guy was looking like a stud in this interview. He was looking oh. nice. The shades, oh. the fade, just everything. Yeah. And seeing those Canucks jerseys in the background just really got me fired up for what's to come. Like, boys, like we're back. Like the like the boys are officially back because hockey is back. And yeah. he kind of fired me up for it. So I kind of wish he had a beer on standby because I kind of want the shotgun with him. But, you know, maybe maybe on uh, later on in the year when Vertan scores a hat trick. Yeah, if, if there's if there's a time when COVID stops and we can interact with him, we should. I, I will full-blown make the drive down there with you guys to Abbotsford, shotgun a beer and go all the way back. I don't care if it's 140 Easily. kilometers. I'm willing to do that. It's, it's worth great. it. It's worth yeah, it. Absolutely. So... Um, do you want me to lead us in? So, yeah. yeah. So how we're going to finish off this episode here, boys, is we're just going to talk about the other six Canadian teams and just kind of give us some question marks. So, E, where would you like to start? Uh, why don't we start with the bottom and we'll go Calgary? <laughs> just kidding. No. <laughs> that joke. Why can't we go east to west? <laughs> Um, seriously, in, in all seriousness, though, there is zero way that the Ottawa Senators do not finish last in this division this year. It's actually it's crazy because the optimism in my brain is very hard to navigate through with this division because every team has made improvements. You can't really I, I would I would find hard to argue that maybe Edmonton might be something. either way. Most teams have made improvements, so it's hard to argue and say some team's going to be shit this year, but realistically, someone's got to be shit. Someone's going to come last. Yeah, I'm going to give yeah. the trophy to Matt Murray and being shit seventh place team. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is going to piss off the Hockey Podcast Network representative Shane Ryan. I'm, I'm sorry. Everyone's telling you your team's going to be shit, and I'm going to hop on the wagon and say your team's going to be shit. 
Okay. So that's my take. Uh, and it's Matt Murray. That's the reason. Okay. So I actually have a completely opposite take on that. I think okay. Matt Murray is actually going to have a bounce back year. <laughs> All right. Uh, I just don't think that <laughs> Ottawa really has like the amount of firepower yet to really be contending. Like, do I think Matt Murray is the answer? Mm, probably not. But do I think he's going to have a better year than last year? Yes, I do. But Ottawa's moving, man. Like, they've got some good pieces. Like, you've got Brady Kachuk, you've got Tim Stutzel, you've got Thomas Shabbat. Like, like the boys are coming back here. Like, you've got some really good pieces. So, you know, I think as long as fucking Eugene Melnick decides to keep his mouth shut this year, I think the Sens are... They're going to come last, but hopefully they're not, like, on everyone's radar. Like, I feel like people are just, like, expecting them to suck. And I'm okay with that. So... Just to clarify, like, yes, you're the opposite in reasoning, but you're the, the same in the result of the Senators. Yeah, yeah, they'll come last. But Matt Murray now, will do well, but he won't so, be the issue as to why they come last. So the only thing I'm going to do is I'm going to read out their lineup just to contradict both of us and maybe leave a little sour taste in my mouth before we'll move on to Montreal after this. Okay. But the starting forward lines for this team, dude, at least on Tuesday, mm-hmm. first line was Brady Kachuk. Uh, who are the fuck? Is it Josh Norris? I don't know who Norris is. I, I think know. it's a prospect they have. That's, I thought you had it in front of you. Yeah, well, I, I have it in front of me, but it just has last names. Um, so I'm going to say Josh Norris. We're just going to call him Josh. Uh, with sick Drake Matheson, one of the fastest skaters ever to live walk the earth. Okay. The second line, sick though. Uh, Tim Stutzel, yeah. Derek Stepan, and Evgeny Dadanov. Okay. And then you got a guy named Paul. Don't know who Paul is. Uh, Chris Tierney and. Fuck, I really should have looked into this. Who the fuck is C. Brown? Is that Connor, Connor Brown? Brown? Connor, Connor Brown. Brown. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chris Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Brown, dude, this guy's a fighter. Is that a bad joke? Okay. Okay. We teach history, don't worry. Uh, the fourth line, Cedric Paquette, Artem and Nisimov, and Austin Watson. Like, I don't mind that. Like, I not actually don't. Lineup. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, Ottawa, they're going to come, they're going to come last. I think they have so many new pieces that like, this might maybe be the official year of the rebuild. Yeah. Um, anyway, if we can move on the Montreal Canadians, dude, mm-hmm. the uh, most overrated team by, by, by North American me- or by Canadian media. I just, Maybe. I don't, I don't see it, man. I just, I don't see it with the Habs. Like not yet. Like again, like they still have some really good pieces, um, my one thing is though, that could actually make Montreal good is Carey Price can handle a workload. He can easily handle in a season yeah, okay. like this. He can easily play, I'd say 40 to 45 games if he stays healthy. That's a lot of games, dude, especially, but the, the different beast this year is it's back, like there's back to backs. There's three and fours. Yeah, there's, but like, that, like that's but, games, yeah, but dude. the but you have to remember though, there's no travel. You're playing the same team. Yeah, you are staying in the same city, which is which is you're right. Like all you're doing is like all you're like if you go to Edmonton, what are you doing? You're literally walking from the arena back to your hotel. That's all you're doing. Like yeah, you're, there's there's yeah. no plane ride. Like it's not like you're going like from you know Anaheim. Like if Vancouver plays like a back to back, like you go from Anaheim and then you fly over to like Nashville the next day. Like you don't have that. Yeah. Like you're completely just in that same kind of vicinity and you can actually get into a routine where that's where I think home home and away games don't mean shit this year, in my opinion. 
Raph, I'm going to bring you in here for a second. What do you think about the travel aspect of this? How it's so it's so different this year. When you equate like a regular season for hockey players, the amount they're traveling, people do usually take it into account that it wears in your body quite a bit. But yeah. there's supposed to be significantly less travel this year because you're you're going to be playing back to back games in the same city. Do you actually think that that lends a big hand to a person's like physical well being? Uh, I think within reason it does, right? Like, it'll be nice. I think everyone's just going to be grateful that they're not going to have to do some sort of like weird bubble season where they're just going to be away from their family for six months, right? So I think everyone's mm-hmm. just going to go into it with a very open mind as opposed to looking at it as a very detrimental thing, right? Mm-hmm. But then again, it's like you can also have, like you're saying, like there's going to be two back to back games that they're going to be playing. So there's going to be a really good chance for having, say, one game be a complete blowout and the other one be a giant turnaround or two games being a back to back blowout just because of the environment that people are going to be playing within. Yeah. That makes so a lot of sense. Yeah, so, so, E, what's your take on Montreal? Where do you see him? Just overrated? Is that your take? I'm, I'm, I'm doing the cookie cutter method here. I'm going Montreal is number six in this division. I wow. mean, I, I think I, I, I don't hate the trades. That, I don't hate the Josh Anderson Max Domi trade. I just don't see the huge benefit in it. Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's one good player for another good player. Like, I think both teams win, but both right. teams don't thrive off this trade. Right. So, so that's the big move for them that year. I mean, they've got an okay roster, but but even their guys like so their best, pl- their most talented forwards, whether it be Kotkaniemi or Drewan or guys like that, or even Philip Deneau is not really talented, but these He's guys, enough. yeah, these guys aren't the Pedersons of the league. They're not the Johnny Goudreaux of the league. Like they're mm-hmm. not gonna, they're not gonna dominate this division. Like they're gonna get dominated, in my opinion. So yeah. I, I just can't put them any higher than six. I'm a, I'm a guy who loves spicy takes, but I'm going to go as mild as possible here and say Montreal number six. Okay. Uh, what do you think? Tirana? Tirana? You want to go there next? Spend 20 minutes like TSN does on fucking one first line about Marner, Matthews, and Thornton because we can talk yeah. about that for 20 minutes and make <laughs> Raph lose his fucking mind. <laughs> or, or, I can just say, or I can just say right now, Frederick Anderson is not built to play as many games as he's going to this year. Yeah. And I also think that TJ Brody is not the answer for Toronto's defensive problems. And that's spoken from a Calgary guy, hey? Yeah, like Brody, like Brody sucked, man. And uh, and I think maybe the only reason as to why I think Brody might actually do well is because again, like you have such good firepower on the blue line and we talked about this. I'm a huge Morgan Riley guy, but no shit Morgan Riley is going to be unreal and plus minus and great in points because he's playing with unreal fucking players on the power play. And Brody's going to get that time. So I think Brody might have a career year, but I don't actually think that he, I think he's a fraud. I just, I, I feel like the hype around TJ Brody is just fraudulent. Yeah. Who's their backup goalie? Is it still Jack Campbell? Might be because like it? it used to be Garrett Sparks. Oh, but yeah. like, but regardless, <laughs> like you don't like, you don't have a, Good goalie, and I think you know maybe that's where Ottawa w- would struggle too. Um, yeah, and so it is. I see Jack Campbell still in the roster. They also have Aaron Dell from the Sharks. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, two capable backups. But you're right, Freddie. Freddie's been kind of a, a question mark throughout the years in Toronto. So I, I don't think he's really panned out. Um, totally. I'm gonna go ahead and put Toronto number one in the division. Uh, I'm going to follow the rubric here. I'm going to follow the cookie. Yeah. The, cookie, the cookie says to put Toronto number one. So I'm just going to do it because it, let's, let's forget the bullshit. Let's not talk about Freddie being, being a bit of a golf course. Let's not talk about 
the defense having some way too many offensive players and not enough defense. Let's talk about Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Mueller, all the guys. The boys. All the the boys. The things that are going to get it done for this team are really the deal breaker for me because I believe me, we we love Pedersen in this podcast. We're a Pedersen podcast. We love all the Canucks forwards. And hell, even the Calgary forwards are talented. But if, if is there a forward group that you would take over the Leafs? Um, Colorado, maybe. Yeah, it would be there in the North. Definitely not. Yeah, if you were to maybe, give me maybe Edmonton, but even so, I, that's a, I, that's a I would say Edmonton play. just because of McDavid and Drysaddle. Yeah, but like when you talk about the depth, that if you're if we're comparing depth, Toronto to Edmonton, like if you take like Matthews, Marner, um, Nealander. Like no, I wouldn't even say that. But like, if you take the two big guys, Marner and Matthews, oh, yeah. okay. out of the equation, and McDavid and Drysaddle out of the equation in Edmonton, I will gladly take Toronto any day of the week. Yeah, any day. Agreed. Agreed with that. And and even so, even if you're one of those people that you don't want to take that soul like easily, and you won't take that to the bank, that's fine. But there's no way you argue against it being at least equal. Yeah. And and so I I, I just I I'm gonna go ahead and put them number one. Um, I think that they're. They're a team that's that's had the players to be this type of team for a long time, and it, it's it's kind of like the Colorado model, and it's kind of like other teams as well, Washington, where you, you go through struggles, and, and eventually you get your time, and I think this might be Toronto's time. Love that. Uh, Winnipeg. Numero dos. The only thing I have on Winnipeg is they're going to fight for the last spot with Ottawa. That's it. Okay, that's disrespect, John. I just, I don't, I, I don't like the Jets. I'm, I just, I don't like them. So let, let me just paint a scenario for you. So, so Blake Wheeler, Mark Shifley, and Connor Hellbuck walk into your door. They say hi to your landlords. They walk in. They see all the stuff on the back wall. They say, "Hey, Josh, how you doing?" You say, "Hello, gentlemen. You're going to finish second last year division this year." No, I'd call them a bunch of losers, and then call the cops on them <laughs> <laughs> for breaking and entering. <laughs> Josh, there's no way they finish below. But like, job. but like, if Dustin Bufflin pops in, like right behind, I'd, I'd probably suck his toes or something. Yeah. I, I, love, I love Big Buff. Yeah, you go fishing with him. You probably like fishing, right, Josh? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, dude. Big I'm a huge guy. fish guy. Yeah, yeah. All the salmon, all the trout. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> I so my opinion on the Jets. I feel like they're a candidate for a bounce back. Now I'm susceptible as a hockey fan to predicting way too many bounce back teams and it tends to blow up in my face. So I'm not going to go ahead and predict a full bounce back. I'm going to go ahead and give them the fourth spot in the playoffs there, um, which is awkward because it's going to leave me one of the, one of the, one of the Alberta teams out of the playoffs, but yeah, because you, because we know because we know how much regret you have doing that, eh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I I just you cannot give up a Mark Shifley. That's just that's silly to do. Yeah, I, I like Shifley. He's very competitive, but yeah, I don't know. I just Connor Hellebuck again. Like, can he handle a workload? Because he's going to get one, and you know who who's their backup? I couldn't fucking tell you, dude. No idea. And I also think Paul Statsny is not the answer bringing him back to, to the peg. Okay. That's fair. Edmonton or Calgary? Which one? Uh, why don't we go Calgary first? Okay, cool. Uh, Calgary is going to finish fifth in the division, unfortunately. Uh, okay. We'll barely miss the playoffs. And I, I'm sorry to all the ex-Canucks, 
all the traders of the world. Um, I do just want to say that it's with heavy hearts that I mentioned that you'll miss the playoffs and you made the wrong choice. But if there's not enough sus and enough, enough little, little too much, too much clout on the, on the Calgary forwards right now for just being frauds, uh, it's not enough. That's what I'll say because mm. playoffs ever since Johnny Goudreau was like, did he have a hundred point season or was like, was it close to that one year? Close to it. Yeah. There was like 98 or something like that. Ever since then, the guy has been a letdown. Sean Monaghan, not that much better. Um, mm-hmm. Unless these guys have a miracle turnaround, they are finished. They're finishing fifth. I just think that their goal, their goaltenders are nothing to bail them out. Their defense is taking a hit this year. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's a tough roster to look at when you're when the most excitement that you're bringing to it is from new players. Like, how often do free agents really turn out to be that X factor? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly, I. I agree with you to be honest i mean you know monahan and Gaudreau, like you're probably gonna play this year in one of the easiest divisions ever that you'll ever play in um and yeah i agree like are is are monahan and Gaudreau really the future or, or do you kind of go back or do you go forward a couple of years and maybe say like hey like maybe matthew kachuk is that guy uh yeah. that we really want to build around you know giordano's 34 35 years old i mean i would say the difference maker in this is going to be markstrom i mean last year markstrom bailed out that canucks defense so many times and the biggest question for me is can he do it in back-to-back years and you know i've still been a little bit hesitant on markstrom um i just i i don't know i mean he's he had one good year last year he did phenomenal i'll never be mad at him for that uh because he contributed to the canucks success but before that, like that guy hasn't done anything. So, yeah. you know, it's people can say you're only as good as your last year, and that may be, but also at the same time, like you got to look at previous statistics. Like he hasn't always had like the best years. No, you know, that, was, that was by, by far and away his best year. Yeah, but 100%. It's not, it's not a slam dunk case to have another one. And when you look at that Calgary defense, man, like, you know, you go back maybe two or three years ago, yeah, sure. I'd, I'd probably say Markstrom would do well because you had Dougie Hamilton, you had Noah Hannafin, you had TJ Brody, Mark Giordano was the Norris winner. Like, great. But dude, now, like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm skeptical. So if you're calling them fifth, I would not say you're far off with that. The real question is, are you putting them in the playoffs? No. No, you're putting them, you're putting them right fifth with me, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, why don't we move on to Edmonton real quick? All right, Edmonton's the last team anyway. And then right, we're sweet. and then we're out. So and we're we're done. Yeah. Cool. Um, Edmonton. What do I have to say about it, the fucking Oilers, it's man? The same thing every year, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, same it's, the, it's same, the same. It's the same question. I mean, you have you have these two phenomenal players. What's after that? You know, to me, like I just I where's the goaltending? And people are like, you know. Do I think Tyson Berry is the answer? Not even a chance, dude. This guy is not, and I don't think with Clefbaum yeah. out for the season, you like you all you did was basically you replaced Clefbaum with Tyson Berry. If Clefbaum was healthy, I'd maybe say yeah, maybe that defense is decent with Darnell Nurse as well. But I just I I don't see it with the Oilers. I don't know how Koskinen can even get you within a sniff of being a good team. 
Just I don't see it. I don't even know their backup. I think it's yeah. like Brossois or something. Yeah, Laurent Brossois. Yeah. And isn't Mike Smith still there? Is Smitty still there? Yeah, he might I th- be. I think Smitty's still there. I put yeah. I put him on a graphic today. So okay. he'll be still there. Yeah, that'd it, be really awkward. Funny, I, I Googled Mike Smith and I tried to get a picture of him. And actually, you know the guy that plays bubbles on Trailer Park Boys? <laughs> yeah, his, his name is also Mike Smith. <laughs> so I took oh a picture of bubbles and I put him in a goalie mask. That's sick. <laughs> Love that. Hopefully that was, people that get that reference. I thought that was pretty representative of what the Edmonton goalie situation is going to be this year. Just like the guys big, like, like a big fucking glass-eyed guy just looking at a puck yeah. from the point. Exactly. <laughs> he's he's like a big shopping cart trying to put it in front of his goal. Handling a Shea Weber one-timer because they're going to play Montreal like eight times this year. And here come the Weber bomb. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be tough. I think I think for Edmonton, I have them finishing fourth. Um, yeah. McDavid and Dreisaitl, like you said, phenomenal players. And we'll always ask the same questions. Do they have defense or goaltending? The answer is still no. Um Quite ironically, <laughs> I would have thought after McDavid's first two or three seasons, you would never consider him ebbing, ever being traded in his prime. Um, I could see him getting to a point where he's a little Deshaun Watson. He's a little fuck this place. I got to get out of here kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Um, I, and I can't blame the guy in modern sports where the pressure's just on to, to win. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I don't know. I just, I, I feel, it's not that I don't know. I do know. It, it's it's a fourth place finish for the Oilers, which, which slots the fucking Canucks right at number, I think it was two. Yeah. I think I put them at two. If I had that right. Forget who I honestly forget who I put where. Anyway, um, it's okay. <laughs> Don't geez, worry. You've been, you've been having so many gin and sodas. You'll be, you'll forget by morning. So I think I threw good. back six ounces of gin in the last two hours. That's sick, a little, dude. It's a, it's a nice little strawberry gin too. It's nice. nice good, good for you. Love floral that. Actually, yeah. All right, boys. Is that it? Hey, yeah, that was it. A hey, sick video episode. Way to give the people what they want. Whoop, whoop. That was good. <laughs> I'm most impressed with Josh's hair. Um, yeah, the fans haven't seen the tips, dude. Yeah, I don't my, know if um, you should take show, the headset off. Give, give him a little. Give him a little whirl. Right, I'll show him the. Tips. Give him a whirl, <laughs> dude. My head is looking oh, nice for hockey season, dude. That's there you go. Nice. Oh man. Yeah. Dude, that's intense. Yeah. So very, I've said this already. It's very pronounced on video. So good for you. Yeah, it's looking extra frosty. Make sure go to your profiles and make sure all your DMs are open because I think you might get a few. <laughs> yeah, from probably Tommy the tractor guy. It's probably there you go. <laughs> all right, guys. We hope you enjoyed the interview. We're we are knee deep in interview season now. We've got one after another after another coming up every time. So and we're uh, toe hockey. deep in hockey season now. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we just, we just <laughs> scratched the surface to say the least. Yeah. All right, boys. All right. What a win in game one. Two. Hey, what a win in game one. Are we not right? Yeah. Who are we playing? Who's you game one? That? Is it Edmonton? Edmonton. Yeah. I hope we fucking <laughs> beat the shit out of the Oilers. Throttle these bitches, dude. Yeah. Let's throttle their throats. I hope Quinn Hughes just dances around McDavid and makes him look like a pussy. Anyway, let's wrap. Bang. Oh, harder, baby.